And that following year, I had the opportunity to get a high school library position. So this is actually my 18th year as a high school librarian and my 12th year here at GEHS. Cool. Well, so can for like I mentioned here in the introduction, for whether it's students or community members or parents, for somebody who has never been in our libraries, um, they don't. First of all, they don't know what they're missing. But can you take them through? Um, in a nutshell, all of the services you offer and provide, and not just at the high school, but if they walked into an elementary building, middle school, or the high school. So for somebody that's never even been in and don't, doesn't think of it uh, any more than just uh, checking out books. Absolutely, so we're really fortunate. USD 231, um, we all have beautiful school libraries, but they're more than just a beautiful space. Um, I would like to say, and I think if anybody that's been in, the library is the hub of the school. It's always busy. Um, certainly at the high school, we are open from 7.30 until 4, so our kids have the opportunity to come in 30 minutes before school and an hour after. They are printing, they're working on assignments, they're in there um, relaxing or communicating. You're going to see um, so much happening, like teachers are collaborating with the librarian to create lessons, and um, they learn how to evaluate resources, print and online. and um, as far as elementaries go, you're going to see all kinds of things. Um, whole class, small group instruction, there's a lot of tiering. Um, we are just an important component when we are looking to differentiate lessons to meet the needs of all of our students and provide the materials. Um, essentially, we want to create a welcoming environment that's full of learning and allows for exploration by all of our students. Now, when, you, when I tried to schedule this with you, actually, you were already in a classroom. Uh, presenting to a different or presenting to a group of students yeah I'm in and out of classes all the time and certainly at the high school level I think sometimes people don't understand exactly what it is that I do um, and while I do check books in and out on occasion um, primarily I'm teaming with teachers um, in their classroom sometimes the classes come to the library it just varies um, the intent um, I always tell my kids they have my email and I say I will respond seven days a week till 10 p.m. and the reason being is we all have access to libraries, um, whether we're college or career bound, you have access to ask questions and I want our kids to become lifelong library users and by making myself available, I can help to encourage that. Yeah, great. Uh, so w when I was a classroom teacher, I really, I utilized the IMC quite often. Um, and, but can you just tell us a little bit about the IMC for the listeners out there that, that don't really know what that is. Okay, so the IMC stands for Instructional Media Center, and it's an additional collection that I oversee. It is housed at the high school, but it's a K-8 resource center, so we have sets of novels, um, we have science kits, um, things for experiments, um, like we have an incubator and stuff that teachers can check out to do exploration in um, the fields of science and math. We obviously have videos, and we even have like equipment for some of the elective classes, like PE. Yeah, and I think one of the uh, the biggest things that I thought the IMC was when I first came into this district uh, ten years ago was it was just in the basement of a random <laughs> building that nobody knew who ran it, and then I found out who it was, and where, and I've seen it in action where it's located. It's just it's great. Well, well, we're really actually is. looking at having an open house in January that staff will get information on next week. Um, we'll, um, we're just going to have it so that um, during work time, the days after break, mm -hmm. that people can come in and peruse the materials that are available. That's what, awesome. Yeah, what I've come to appreciate about the IMC is 
One, from a financial uh, perspective, it makes a lot of sense because we can buy materials that aren't in use all of the time and where they're just sitting unused in a classroom for long periods of time and consolidate that so that they could be checked out by different groups and different buildings. So that, that to me is really, um, I think, an efficient use of our, our uh, financial resources. The other thing that I've come to appreciate is how hard Robin works to keep that IMC in order um, and run efficiently and um, just really thankful for your willingness to do that because it's a smooth running machine. Well, I appreciate so. that. Um, we have um, a unique configuration. Um, the IMC setup wouldn't necessarily work in a bigger district that's spread out over a larger mm -hmm. demographic, but do, um, with our configuration, we can provide a vast number of resources that we couldn't, you know, there's no reason to buy something for every single elementary school if you can buy two sets and circulate it. And then we have access then to a wider range of materials. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us what the biggest challenge the library faces in our current society? Absolutely. Um, and not just this district. I mean, we're just yeah, talking just about this the library. Just in general. In so, yeah, in general. Um, I'm and not sure just school libraries either. Absolutely. You hear people say, why do we need libraries? We have the internet. And so for me, that brings to mind, well, why do we teach kids how to drive? They've been riding in a car their whole life. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, great. Um, it's hard for me to argue that. Yeah. <laughs> but now more than ever, we need libraries. Um, kids are inundated with information. And I think a lot of people think, well, they know how to get information. They know how to game. Mm -hmm. um, but um, we all need practice in how do we effectively evaluate, look at material critically, and determine if something's a really good um, resource to use. And so helping kids to develop those critical thinking skills is a key component of what we do. School librarians, we have our own set of standards. And so we are that person that can bridge the gap. Every teacher is, has their grade level or content area they specialize in. Well, school librarians trained to help with information and critical thinking skills. And so we can help with that aspect of it in such a way that it doesn't um, lie the burden of the teachers to have to learn all of that as well. Instead, we should be able to team with them to make the job a little easier. Mm -hmm. For sure. So I, you know, I'm also always impressed about um, back to back to my other question about what somebody who hasn't been in libraries what they would see if they went in. I'm always impressed. Besides just the instruction that you're providing, all the librarians are providing, or having classes visit and review, look at look at books and check materials out. You, the librarians also run a lot of programs through the media center. Kind of back to the point you make, you know, to me, the, the in you, the library is the center of the, the heart of the heartbeat of the school, as I, I refer to it in the past. So, what other activities? Um, you know, I was really uh, excited that you had invited me over to see Knots of Love, right? K N O T S, Knots yeah, of Love, right? We do. And so, which I'd like for you to describe, but also, you know, at the, at the elementary level, I know, for example, at Moonlight, um, Paula Athey has coordinated um, some uh, growth mindset activities with the PE department, and they've done some things together. So what other types of activities, and one other that came to mind was um, uh, 
uh, I know that it's not necessarily during this uh, poetry, right? You have the poetry showcase or a showcase. So yeah. stuff like that that's going on. <clears throat> well, um, first to speak on Knots of Love, that's a separate club, but it does meet in the library, and it's a crochet and knitting club. And um, it's been a great experience for me when I, uh, we had recently lost some students. It would, it, we'd had a really tough time, and I walked through the counseling office and saw a student crocheting not something you typically see in a high school setting. And I just talked to her about it and she had learned how to do it as a coping mechanism. And I just hit me that this was something that might be really good for kids. And so we have a group um, that ranges anywhere from eight to 15 kids, depending on what's going on that week. And we meet all last year, we, um, they made blankets for Project Linus that we donated for kids in need. And I think we donated um, between 20 and 30 wow. blankets. Mm -hmm. um, we had um, a girl donate probably 50 um, caps for the birth center in Olathe yeah, at the cool. medical center there. And we also had about 25 of their little octopus for preemies. And um, so we donated those um, as well. And so that meets in the library, but some of the programs that we do, probably one of the biggest ones that's, that I even get asked about in, beginning in August, when is library latte? <laughs> so library latte is um, during school library month, which is in April, and we have a stage and performers. Um, sometimes it's poetry, sometimes it's singing. Um, it is a great deal of fun. It's during all the lunch blocks. Um, we even reach out and our life skills kids come in and they help make and serve the lattes and lemonade. That's right, I forgot about that part, yep. So it's just a, a really fun event. Um, and then we do other things throughout the year. We'll do, um, we always have puzzles out. Um, the number of huge puzzles that kids come in and they just need a brain break. They come in to do something like that or we have like a, it sounds odd at a high school, but you know, there's all kinds of adult coloring books, so we have a table that's just covered with a huge thing. Some people just come in, and at lunch, after they eat, they need five or ten minutes just to have a break, and they'll come in for that. Um, we are actually in the middle of planning a new event. Um, it's a murder mystery night, and so that will be something that's coming up in January that we're really excited to get kids involved in. Um, we have a fit desk in the library as well. Oh, I forgot about that too. So, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of times kids are coming in like, am I in the gym? Why is this here? But <laughs> a lot of colleges, especially KU, they have a ton of them. Um, and it's, it's a fit desk, but you can, um, it has a spot where you can put your Chromebook on it. You can read. Um, I've had kids come in and do math. Um, a lot of kids are so busy, they never have a time to get physically active but it's primarily um, been used by kids that get really sleepy in class. And so people need to get that blood flowing and help them wake up. And bicycle, right? For, yes, yeah, it's a, an, just a bike. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so they sit and they can pedal as fast or as slow as they want, but it allows them to kind of keep awake. And I see kids, most of the time it's just free choice if you want to, but sometimes the teacher will encourage them to come down and hop on the bike so they can wake up. Um, at elementary level, there's so many fun things that they do. Grandparents' Day, um, obviously book fairs. They do novel navigators and different types of book clubs um, that I actually last week got to sub as a coach at Madison Elementary cool. <laughs> for the book club, which was really fun for me. Um, they do family reading nights, and we're looking at potentially doing a district-wide literacy night mm -hmm. um, second semester this year, which um, would be a collaboration of all the librarians mm -hmm. for the just the community members. Yeah, very cool.
Well, so yeah, I think it's important for people to hear that it's not just, again, not just a place where students are going in to check out books for research or even pleasure reading. And I also appreciate how welcoming this, all the libraries are, but especially at the high school. Um, so, so can you talk to us a little bit about the collection? You know, the, both books, um, digital resources uh, that are available, and also how do you determine, you know, one, when you're selecting books for the library or new books for the library, um, how you select those, um, how you decide to uh, um, transition out older texts that aren't being used, just about the collection in general, the management of the collection. Absolutely. So one of the first things that I did when I came was I asked for a curriculum guide for all the subject areas. Um, and yes, I've read all of them because it's important <laughs> for me to know the curriculum sure. so that I know what our needs are. And so um, it's, it's, it's the high school collection. It's not my collection. So I needed it to make sure that it supports all my staff. And so as far as um, evaluating sources, we can submit our collection. We do an analysis all the time. And what that does is that allows us to determine, okay, here's our student population. And um, how many books should we have in our library? It helps us to gauge and kind of gives us a formula to know what's the appropriate amount. At the high school level, kids can check out up to five books at a time. We have over 1,600 kids. That's a lot of titles that we need to have uh, accessible. Um, and certainly now there's all the information that's online. And so it does require that we evaluate our sources. Um, we use an acronym called MUSTY, if a book is MUSTY. And each word, um, one of those things stands for something. But essentially when we go to weed an item, we just evaluate it based on a, a criteria. And ultimately we look to see, is it still in good condition? I don't wanna pick up a book that's falling apart. Um, is it still relevant? Is it timely? Is there some other source that's going to give me something that's better? For example, I do not order any books about technology or computers because by the time mm -hmm. they're published and I get them, mm -hmm. they're already going to be out of date. Mm -hmm. Instead, we have other things that would also support kids. So in addition to print resources, we have databases. Um, the high school has some sub subscription databases, but also tax dollars go. Um, the state of Kansas, the State Library of Kansas provides databases for everyone in the state. Okay. And so what's wonderful about that is now every school in our state has access to the same resources. So regardless of funding, we've created some equity, which is one of the biggest things that libraries do mm -hmm. is we allow equitable resources for everyone. And so our um, elementary through 12th grade has access to subscription databases. That might be an online encyclopedia, that kind of thing. We also have access to Johnson County Public Library resources, which I work with them on a regular basis to in, um, continue to encourage our kids to reach out. And their databases are also available for our kids to use. Um, we have six Kindles. So you know, I watch and when a book's coming out that day, I can't go and get it and have it on my shelf for kids, but I can offer it to kids th through the Kindle. Nice. And that's really wonderful for our kids to have the opportunity to come in and they're like, oh, I want mm -hmm. that book today. Mm -hmm. So they can have access to that. Um, as far as, I just want as a disclaimer to make sure to mention that when we do weed books, because there are times that, you know, it's falling apart or it's no longer relevant, um, we don't just trash them. Um, 
if they're still usable, we donate them to the Johnson County Public Library book mm -hmm. sale. Mm -hmm. And then all the money that's generated from that can then go to support. Um, it goes right back into the county libraries, which our students can benefit from. Sure. Great. So approximately, I don't want to put you on the spot because I didn't, I didn't tell you about this one in advance, but how many um, titles do, you, do we have, or how many, not just titles, but how many books do we have in the library? At the high, high school? school? Mm -hmm. uh, just over 30,000. It's a lot of books. It is a lot of books. No, I, I will say my very first year teaching, I hit up the Johnson County uh, library sale or like the, the mm -hmm. book sale mm -hmm. at the library. And mm -hmm. that's how I started my classroom library. Um, so I know that whenever you take those books, other you know a lot of people who were, you know, I was in their shoes, get those books and, and kind of start up their classroom libraries. And then sometimes you can find some really good mm -hmm. classics in there too. So mm -hmm. yep. now you've, you've mentioned a lot of some really cool activities um, that you do in a library. Um, what, what is one, what is one of those accomplishments that you're most proud of? Well, this one was probably the hardest thing for me to try to narrow down. <laughs> um, and not because I'm super proud of all things that, I, I mean, the, the library has just really evolved. Mm -hmm. When I started, the person that was in my position was only there a year um, and she had because they couldn't find anyone that they were wanting and so um, there was a lot of transformation that needed to happen in the library um, it wasn't utilized a lot it really was a book warehouse and so a lot of had to happen over time in order to develop a program I mean the library is a space where books are and that kind of thing, but I consider it a program in that there has to be all of these things because we need to be there to support our teachers and our students. Um, and so um, one thing that I, real recently, in the last two years, um, our teachers have really worked to um, give kids a chance to, they call, read for joy. Um, just giving them that independent read time. I think a lot of people think that, oh, kids aren't reading anymore. And I think what a lot of it is, is they don't have time. Mm -hmm. High school level kids are so busy with mm -hmm. activities, athletics, um, jobs. And if they just have time mm -hmm. that's dedicated to sit down and read. So our circulation has increased drastically the wow. last two years. Mm -hmm. We have classes that will come in and we do what's a book tasting. And so essentially they have the opportunity, they get a menu of books and they sit and they sample. So they're reading mm -hmm. for about five minutes, trying different books to see what they're interested in. Um, our request, we take requests for new books. I always have a mountain of requests. Um, I order new books every quarter because like if I go to the bookstore, where do I wanna go? I wanna look at the new books. And so I want that to always be, mm -hmm. um, it's not something that I order just once or twice a year. So every quarter our kids have new books to come in and check out. Um, we do book talks, which is similar to like um, those movie trailers that you watch when you go to the movie theater and you want to keep track of all those things that are coming up. So um, it's really hard to narrow down to one thing, but essentially I think our library has really been transformed over the past 10 years because ultimately, again, we want to increase um, the use of the library, but we want our kids to become lifelong library users. Yeah, very nice. So, okay, so this is kind of a fun question. Um, so if our superintendent, Pam Strandathan, walks into your library and says, hey, I'm gonna give you a million dollars to launch your best idea, what, what would that be? Well, I could use it now, I have an idea. <laughs> um, actually, currently, I'm working, I just, in the past couple weeks, um, formed a committee, and we are working to create 
kind of the makerspace concept at the mm-hmm. high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's for those people, it's that hands-on experiences that not only encompass STEM, but more of the STEAM, all-encompassing approach of science, technology, education, the arts, and math. And so um, at the elementary and middle school level, we're already doing a lot of those kinds of things, but that looks differently at the high school. And so we are um, working to get a 3D printer, um, different activities like for block coding and things that teachers are already doing in their classes. Um, For example, like a marble run, if a science class Um, they actually, I went to one of the science teachers when I was trying to recruit her for the committee and said, hey, what about like a marble run where you measure how long that marble, how, how, what do I have to do to keep that marble in motion for this many seconds? And she's like, that would be awesome. That's what we just covered. And so essentially we're going to, um, try to provide materials in a setting that can be used across, um, the curriculum. We want to have a green screen room. So not just for videos and that kind of thing, but if you're an art student and you are developing your portfolio and you need to showcase all of your pieces, then that would be an opportunity for you to come in and use that space. So there's a lot of things that we are hoping to do. Um, so while I'm working on this grant, that million dollars would yeah. save me a lot of time. Yes, well, I, I was gonna say it's now, it's like you're not waiting around for a million dollars. No, you're getting, yeah, you're moving. So, well, Robin, we, uh, we really appreciate you joining us today. Um, but I'm sure that you've, you know, you having listened to all 31, 32 episodes, <laughs> uh, know that nobody gets out of here easy and we always have a bonus round. Okay. So uh, today's bonus round uh, is called the Librarian Challenge. And typically, so today what I had scheduled was you were going to compete against Evan. Or I, I mean, what was his, what was the rhyme with? Shmevin. Shmevin. Shmevin uh, But he's not, he's not here. So <clears throat> That uh, might be why he didn't show up. That could be. Maybe. He probably was a bit nervous about that. So uh, Ryan is the uh, lucky competitor uh, gets to go against you today. Oh Ryan doesn't boy. know what these questions are. So, so did you know that? Did you know that there was one time that I was banned from the the, the library because I had such a large fine? Oh gosh. Oh, we don't do fines. Just to clarify. Well, I understand that, but I returned the books and I went to go. I was with my my summer school students at one time and. They said, oh, sir, you can't check out a book. You owe $350 to the library. That was rough. I had to explain that to the kids, and then we got it taken care of because it was a mistake. (laughs) So we're okay. (laughs) I can now go back to the library. It's great. That's good. So, uh, yeah, so. um, I might be really bad at this. Ms. Strack, as our guest, would you like to go first and and set set the pace, or would you like to go second knowing what you would have to beat from a score point. Score I'll point. go second. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So I need you Perfect. to step outside of the room <clears throat> and I'll come get you when you're... Okay, that's not really fair. Well, no, I'm not... But then he gets to... He, but he get, he's only getting to hear the questions. I can step out if you'd like. No, it's fine. Okay, okay. so yeah, okay. I'll step out and we'll call you back in when <clears throat> it's your it. turn. You don't think I'm going to give him the answers while you're out there, do you? No. I don't know. I, mean, <laughs> I like to see Ryan. <laughs> he, he's not going to set me up so. for success on this. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Okay, Ryan. So uh, you have sixty minutes. Uh, sixty seconds. Oh boy. Sixty minutes. Ago. I might Nobody need sixty minutes. I might need that much. So to give um, your thoughts on as many of these topics in as few words as possible, and they're all library related. Okay. So for example, this one's not library related, but if I said. Uh, Nintendo Game Boy. 
I would say Mario Brothers There's, fun. Yeah, something like that, right? So as, okay. as accurate as possible. So that's that's, that's what it. you need. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Are you ready? <sighs> yeah. All right. Three. We're gonna start at fifty seconds up there on the board. Okay. So I know how far Two, we're going to? One. Right. MLA or APA? Uh, MLA. Uh, more professional. I don't know. <laughs> Bo- Boolean operators. I have no idea what that is. No okay. idea. Okay. Uh, a peer-reviewed journal. I'm sure that um, uh, peer editing. Peer editing. Wow. E- efficiently. Microfiche. Oh, I, I was hoping you'd answer this. Uh, I used to do that in elementary school. Yeah. Um, the That's how I would get information without the internet. Okay. Caldecott. Uh, award-winning books. Dewey Decimal System. The order of how books are placed in a library. Dog earring. Is it related to Hank the Cow Dog? <laughs> I remember that book series. That's all I no. don't know. I don't know. ISBN number. Uh, that That's is, time. Uh, I even knew can what you, that was. Can you get Miss Shrek. Yes. How did I do, though? Uh, or do you want to sort of let me know when she... Yeah, I'll, I'll oh, figure it out. You let me know. You let me know. Uh, let's see. So, MLA or APA? I'd say you had a, a legitimate answer there. Come on in. No. Uh, no. One. One. And, uh, now, let's, let's, let's do that a little quieter over there as uh, Mr. Shrack is back in the room. I'm just counting up your points here. No. So, I did really well. So, <laughs> in terms of this one's kind of hard to score, but I'm just going to say legitimate answers that he gave me. One, two, three, four. Okay. Right? Would you agree? Uh, so, yeah. I, I would say I'm batting about four. Forty-five right. percent on All right, that. All right, Mr. Rex, you have to beat four in terms of what we would. What I guess I'm the uh, subjective. Subjective. So it's kind of subjective score. You're probably so going to do this in your legitimate sleep. Here, okay. Okay. Legitimate here. Uh, legitimate. Score or uh, answers. So, Ryan, do you want to keep track of time up there? Oh, sure. How long uh, do we have? 60, 60 minutes? Seconds. Yeah. Oh, 60 so, seconds. Shrek, so 10 in 60 seconds. Got seconds, it. We want you to give your thoughts on as many of these topics in as few words as possible. Okay. So, uh, this, they're all library terms, uh, but I'm going to give you an, a non library term just so we can practice. Okay. And I gave Ryan the same one. So, Nintendo Game Boy. Are you just wanting a game? No, we're wanting you to kind of describe that in as few as words. Handheld as game system. See, that's a, that, oh, would be, she's, that would be she's a good gonna answer. She's going to destroy me. All right, are you ready? Yes. 60 seconds. Ryan will let us give us a three-second countdown. So, Ryan, Count find a number five, up there four, that you're going to Three, remember. two, one, begin. MLA or APA? Citation style. Boolean operator. And or not. <laughs> good. Peer-reviewed journal. School library journal. Microfiche. You used it before the internet. Okay, and what was it for? You got um, journals, magazines, you could look up articles. Okay. Caldecott. Metal for books. Dewey Decimal System. The organization of nonfiction books. Ooh, I don't know, I'm give you a point anymore, right? <laughs> Dog earring. Uh, something you shouldn't do. Use a bookmark instead. Yes, because it's bidding over the corner. Oh, Ryan thought gotcha. it was a book series. ISBN number. International Standard Book Number, which I use to catalog books. Newberry. Honor Book. Another award. 
Name the parts of a book as many as possible. And Spine, time. cover. Time. Yeah. Robin, MLA, I'll give you that. I gave that to Ryan. Boolean operators, Ryan, did had no clue. You Never heard We actually before. just talked about that in junior classes last week. Well, I was a junior quite a bit of time ago. Peer-reviewed journal, Ryan also did not do well on. I gave you that one. Microfish, you both got. Calicot, you both got. Dewey Decimal System, you both got. Dog and Rain, Ryan thought it was a book series. I said Hank the Cow Dog yeah. series. You got dog, movie. right? So Spin off. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to his four. So ding, pretty, ding, 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 you And I, I will say, I got cut off. My 60 seconds was up with the ISBN well, number, and I would, have, I would have you got that. gotten that one right, yes. Well, we actually, and the Newberry, I would have gotten that right, too. I did know that. We have had a Stump the Librarian series yeah. mm-hmm. um, where the kids, I, they have to try to stump me in some way, <laughs> and I have 24 hours to respond. Oh, nice. They really like that. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. Well, Robin, thank you for joining us today. We really are appreciative of you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us, and uh, we hope that you'll come back soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Right. Hey, Ryan, so uh, real quick for you and I yeah. to finish up. Yeah. Last episode before the uh, semester break. So Ooh. we need to start thinking about, um, we're going to pick up again, I think, the week of the 16th yeah. of January. So we need to start After thinking about. the kids about, come back for yeah. one break. Yeah. And Schmevin remembers that we're yeah, here. Shmevin. So uh, we're going to start thinking about when you start scheduling guests for then. But I yeah. uh, appreciate your time again this semester. Of course. And I uh, hope you have a great winter break. Hey, you do the same thing. I'm, I'm going to. This is the 231 Way. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.